So the first person that I'd like to introduce is the person who was the chairperson of the Best in Tech, and that is Ms. Raquel Desipeda. Raquel? Good morning again. My name is Raquel Desipeda. I am a member of the San Fernando Valley chapter. We thank you very, very much. We welcome you at the 2017 Best in Tech Conference. First of all, this event is not going to happen without our sponsors. First of all, we want to thank Braille Institute for um, hosting this event. Yeah, and for being the, our, our platinum sponsor this year. And thank you very much, Ben, ben Pomeroy and the rest of the staff of Braille Institute. Thank you very, very much. And then we also, we also want to thank the, the gold sponsors that we had this year, Sweetman Systems, Humanware, Second Sight Medical Products, and, the, and of course, you know, the rest of our exhibitors and vendors here, Enhanced Vision, A.T. Crowder and Company, Ira Tech Corporation, <laughs> Bomb USA, um, iTech Low Vision, yeah, Marquez Products for Independent Living, Yay. Dale McIntosh Center. Yeah. And we also want to thank every year Airs LA, Audio Internet Reading Service, for first recording each workshop and recording this main presentation and um, for helping us out <laughs> with everything. Thank you very much, Airs LA. And also, again, um, we thank all of the volunteers, the, the volunteers from the Santa Monica College and all of the volunteers from Braille Institute. Thank you very much for your help. So, again, thank you so much, and I hope you have a good day and enjoy the, the conference. All right, now, so the next person that's um, coming up to the podium now is the um, president of the San Fernando Valley chapter of the National Federation of the Blind, Robert Steigel. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Best in Tech 2017. I am so pleased to have all of you here. I think there's over 300 people here. <clears throat> I, I do not know what we will do for our 10th anniversary next year, but stay tuned because I'm sure we'll do something special. So again, welcome. If we missed anybody of the vendors, we apologize, but we want to welcome and thank all of you. And when we're done with this presentation, um, after all the presenters have uh, finished, we will stay up here and you can come up and ask questions. And at that point, some can go back and get their lunch, and others can go to the vendors. We ask that you go to the vendors because they are here today. They're making this event possible. The National Federation of the Blind is a community of members and friends who believe in the hopes and dreams of the nation's blind. We work together to help blind people live the lives that they want. We do this by providing scholarships on the national level each year, 30 scholarships ranging from $3,000 to $12,000. So 
So if you are a student, you can go to nfb.org forward slash scholarships and fill out an application. You just might be a lucky finalist. We also work on legislation on the national and state level to ensure that the community becomes better for all blind people. So what do we do in the chapter? Well, we discuss philosophy. We discuss legislation. We work on committees to try and, and create programs like Best in Tech and to, to let blind people know that the technology is out there and where you can find it. And that's what today is all about. If you are interested or would like more information about the National Federation of the Blind, or the San Fernando Valley chapter, stop by the NFB table. Joy, where are you? There's the NFB table. Stop by there for more information. And again, we couldn't have this possible today, like I said, without the vendors. But um, another entity that is really important for us to be here today is Braille Institute of America. And without them, it's not possible because they're allowing us to be here. I now introduce to you Ben Pomeroy. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. My name is Ben Pomeroy. I'm the director of digital programs here at the Braille Institute. And on behalf of Braille, I would like to welcome all of you to the ninth annual NFB Best in Tech Conference. We are really proud to support National Federation of the Blind in their efforts to bring the best in tech for low vision and blind users. And as you probably know, digital literacy is a really important initiative for us here at Braille. And this event gives us the opportunity to hear from you, the end users of VI Tech, uh, to hear about what you like, what you don't like, uh, and what you ultimately want from technology. Raise your hand if you are a Braille student. Nice. Nice. Lots of you. Raise your hand if, raise your hand if you are not a Braille student. Oh, there's a few of you. Uh, raise your hand if you've taken uh, services in Connection Point here in at, at any of the centers, any of our, our, our Southern California centers. Okay, a, a decent number of you. For those of you that don't know, Connection Point is a totally free technology discovery center that we have at all of our centers across Southern California. It uh, allows you to see what's new in technology. Uh, our, each of our centers have kind of different uh, modes of services, but for the most part, we have group instruction. We have one-on-one -on -one instruction. Uh, we have lab use, so you can just use the room and the technology for... Um, for, you know, for your own purposes to practice or familiarize yourself. Um, and all of our instructors here in Los Angeles are visually impaired. So you would, in, in, in Los Angeles and at several of our centers, uh, some of our, our instructors actually learn from the perspective of, uh, of you all, somebody, people who are, are visually impaired and uh, learning, to, uh, learning to use this technology. We also have an amazing staff of sighted instructors as well at all of our, uh, at all of our centers. Uh, technology is one of our passions, but we have many other incredible free services here, including the library service. Clap if you're a library patron. Yes. Excellent, excellent service. And Reed Strage, our uh, director of library services, is here at our booth at the front. Could you clap, please, Reed? There he is. There he is in the back corner. Come, come check out what we have in, in the area of library services, uh, low vision, orientation, mobility, independent living skills. All of these are services that are free of charge, and we are here 100% for you. Um, if you aren't a student, please consider becoming one. Um, all, again, all of our services are free. And for more information on all of our project or, uh, programs, come to the Braille Institute uh, table. 
I want to thank Robert Steigel, Raquel, and all of our friends at NFB for the honor of allowing us to be part of this event. This is very important to us, uh, and we're really excited to be here. So thank you very much, and enjoy the day. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. I didn't introduce myself, but many of you do know me. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta. Many of you know that I used to be a low vision optometrist, and now I'm very happy to say that I'm the consulting director of low vision here at Braille Institute. And one of the things that uh, we do that many people don't know, but we do help people who are partially sighted. You don't have to be totally blind to be coming here at Braille Institute. And so today we have a booth back here, and manning the booth is our vice president, Nancy Niebrugge, where we have some of our visual aids that have been very, very effective for so many people with different sorts of low vision. So what are some of the best things in low vision that are available that we have learned from showing our clients here at Braille Institute? The most important thing about vision is lighting. You know, we often forget about the significance of lighting, but without any light, there would be no vision. So we do know that certain types of light could be very dangerous to the tissues of the eye, and a company called Berryessa has developed a lamp that contains the type of light that does not damage your eyes. Many people think that the brighter the light, the better, but what we really look at is how much blue light is within that light bulb. So the Berryessa lamps that we have in the back are designed so it does not have that type of light that could damage your eyes. And if at your home you have fluorescent light bulbs, you better talk to somebody because those bulbs may be very, very dangerous to your eyes. Another thing that's new in low vision is that we also have magnifiers that have new lighting. And this new type of lighting is called the LED light. So with brighter light, many people don't need as much magnification. And these LED lights, they do come in different colors. So with these different colors, it might be a little better if you have macular degeneration. Or you might do better with a different color if you have diabetic retinopathy. Or a different color if you have retinitis pigmentosa. So this is also another thing that's very, very helpful. We also see that in the technology and cell phones are so popular and we have more and more devices that are available at a very affordable price. Today, as a matter of fact, I just learned about a device that I'm going to go home and download from my iPhone and it's called the Pocket Recorder. You know, as a person who has low vision, we just can't write things on a post-it note. And if we have a very convenient thing that we could use to record these messages and even send them to other people, it makes it very, very helpful. So you could check out things like the pocket recorder. And today you're going to learn from our other speakers about all of this other great equipment that's out here. I just listened to a lecture by Dr. Robert Greenberg. And this particular lecture, it literally brought tears to my eyes because I truly believe that I am going to see one day. Right now I'm totally blind, but there's now hope for even people who are totally blind. 
and we're going to hear about that type of technology as we have other speakers. So the first speaker that we have is somebody that you've already met, but he's going to talk about some applications that are very, very helpful for those who have low vision. So Robert Steigel, it's your turn again. Good morning once again, everyone. So I would like to talk to you. I am an assistive technology trainer, and this morning I wanted to talk to you about some of the tools that I keep in my toolbox. <clears throat> and so besides the note takers and braille displays that I have, I like to keep a few apps in my toolbox. And one of them, to begin with, is called the KNFB Reader. Has anyone heard of that before? <clears throat> All right, yay. So I, I love that app because there are so many things that I can do with it. I can take a picture of printed text and have it read it back to me and tell me what the, <clears throat> the letter is that I received in the mail. And I can save that in my, um, <clears throat> Uh, on, on the app, and I can keep it there for later, and if I want to, I can save it to my Dropbox folder, of which I do many different things. <laughs> um, but one of the really neat things about the Canopy Reader is that oftentimes, as a trainer, I, I will get files from Department of Rehab that are PDF documents. And seeing the fact that the Department of Rehab is a little behind the times, um, <laughs> their PDF documents are not accessible to me as a trainer. And so I will import the PDF document into the KNFB reader and have it take a picture of it. And, and within seconds, I'm reading that document that had already said empty document. So now I know exactly what it says and I know what the client's information is. Very handy, very um, nifty little tool. And so that's one of the neat features that I love about the Canopy Reader is to be able to do that. And then I can save it to my Dropbox again, like I said, and, and have it there for safekeeping. <clears throat> but sometimes I'll take a picture of something, and, and this happens a lot when I get mail. And I'll take a picture of that envelope, and it'll say... Bracket, symbol, bracket, symbol, right bracket, question mark, symbol. And that tells me nothing. I don't know what that letter is or who it's from. So what I do, I switch to another tool in my box, which is the Seeing AI app. Now, this is a really neat app. And if you don't have it, I recommend that you download it. Um, it is free. The Canopy Reader costs $99 in the App Store. Um, is, it might be pricey to some, but it's worth its weight in gold. <clears throat> but the, the Seeing AI app is free, and it has, does a few more things than the Canopy Reader app does, so <clears throat> it is helpful to have as well. But I can take my phone, and I can wave it over the, the letter envelope I got in the mail, and it will all of a sudden just start reading to me. And so it has a, different channels, and the first one is called Short Text. And so if it has a um, nice little label on it, I can have it just read to me right there what that label is. Now, if I have a letter in the envelope and I want to read the whole letter, then I switch the channel to um, to document, and I take a picture just like the Canopy Reader, and it'll come back, and oftentimes it'll start reading to me. And I've got all the information I need. 
There are a couple other things that the Seeing AI app allows that the Canopy Reader doesn't do. One of them is a barcode reader. <clears throat> and this is neat because the other day I had a can of soda from the refrigerator, and I had no idea what it was, whether it was regular Coke or Diet Coke. And I took the can out and started turning it around, and all of a sudden the app started beeping at me, beep, 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 which told me that I was near the barcode. And all of a sudden it started reading to me, and it said that it was Diet Coke, which is my favorite, so I took it out and started drinking. And so it's pretty cool. And <clears throat> But the other feature it has is a facial recognition. And understand that this app is, is still being worked on, so sometimes it doesn't work as well as it should. And so you can take a picture of someone and have it come back and tell you the details of that person. Now, when I say that it doesn't work all that well, one time I took a picture of myself, and I am a <clears throat> man in my 50s, and the app came back and said that I was a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I appreciate the youthness, but... I don't know about being a woman. Um, <laughs> so you can see it still has a ways to go in that channel. But, um, <clears throat> so, but it is an excellent app for reading, um, uh, for reading a quick envelope or something like that, a barcode for your, uh, something you want to scan and figure out what it is, like a can of beans or something, or to reading a full letter. So it does do good on that. But sometimes, and you know these apps are only as good as they have the lighting and um, all of the th details that they need in order to work well, but sometimes they just don't. And so I am a believer that you need to have as many tools as you can in your toolbox. So if the Seeing AI app doesn't work, and if the Canopy Reader app doesn't work, well, guess what I might go to next? The... Ira Glasses, you guessed it. <laughs> Who said that? They deserve a prize. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. So I pull out my handy-dandy glasses and get connected to an Ira agent. And uh, someone will come on and say, Hi, this is so-and-so. How may I help you? And I will say, Well, I'm trying to read this box. And it keeps telling me it's a bracket and symbols and brackets. And, and they'll tell me, Well, put, tilt your head down a little bit and... I'll see what I can do, and they can take a picture, they can read what's there, they can give you descriptions of things, um, I just, whatever you need, they can do. Um, one day, we had a bunch of packages in the freezer, we didn't know what they were, the labels had come off, and so I got out all the packages, and I was able to have the agent tell me each of the packages of meat, so I could then put them back in knowing what they were, so it was very handy. And I have set up a printer by myself with the IRA agent. So <clears throat> very cool, and especially if you get stuck on a computer and JAWS isn't working anymore and you need to know what's on the screen, you can just call IRA and they can tell you what's there and help you get through it. So I'm a believer that you cannot have enough tools in your toolbox to get any particular task done. And... So the, the Canopy Reader app and, and the Seeing AI app are scanning OCR, and Ira can do just about anything you need. So uh, <clears throat> I hear my two-minute mark. I would definitely check out, um, download the, I, the Seeing AI, AI app. I would, 
If you can afford it, I would buy the KNAP Reader app. And Ira is in the room, so when we break, I would go over and check them out because it is an awesome, awesome and Oh, yeah, I'm just being told. They have a free 30-day trial, so you could check it out and see if you like it or not. So with that, folks, I will say I'm I'm done, and come up and talk to me later if you have any questions. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. But we've talked about so far these applications that do work very well for your phone. And at this point in time, I'd like to introduce the person that I think is really the expert when it comes down to cell phones. And I am so happy that this gentleman has decided to return to Los Angeles after moving to Florida for a brief stay, and that is Mr. Julian Vargas. Woo! <laughs> well, hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, round of applause and introduction. And um well, what can I say? You know, the, all these apps we hear about are wonderful, but the uh, the one thing that makes it possible to run these apps is the device itself, which is, uh, in this case, the iPhone. Uh, how many of you here have been using the iPhone since it first became accessible in 2009? Yeah, yeah it really has been a game changer. It's, it's a tr- tremendously impacted uh, most of our lives. But, you know, <laughs> over the years, um, Apple's kind of uh, been uh, really good to us in terms of the, their commitment to accessibility. Uh, since 2009, they, they made sure that every single iOS device that was sold to us came included with accessibility features. Of course, voiceover and Zoom. So um, it's good stuff. So for many years, you know, buying an iPhone was pretty easy. Um, it's one of the reasons people liked it over uh, Android, for example, is because they liked that there was no fragmentation. You just went in. It was the same. You know, Apple came up with a new one every year. And while they changed some things, uh, the overall design and layout of the device was pretty much standard. Well, uh, then came last year. And last year, some of you may recall that the uh, when the iPhone 7 came out, some things had changed about it. Uh, Number one, the headphone jack. And I was up here telling all of you that there is life after the headphone jack removal. <laughs> and there is. You know, it's just, yeah, we got to carry this little dongle thing with us now. But, you know, it works. <laughs> also, they changed the home button from a mechanical button to uh, a virtual one. But it was still easy to use because the cutout for it was still there. It gave a little haptic response, which made it feel like you were pushing a button even though you weren't. Well, this year, Apple really decided to uh, muddy the waters just a little bit more. Uh, And not only with a redesign, but they released two iPhones (laughs) this year, Um, the 8 and the 10. Um, The 8 is basically the continuation of the the 7 and the ones that came before it. And then the 10, or the X, (laughs) uh, represents what I think is Apple's vision of the future. You know, it, it said this year is the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. So the uh, the eighth anniversary of the first accessible iPhone, which is what we care about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's a, their big to do 10th anniversary. So they decided to really change things up this year. You know, really, when it comes to smartphones, um, there's not a whole lot you can do to them anymore. You can only make them so fast. You can only make them so thin, so light. <laughs> 
So they try to do something to differentiate this one. And this year, one of the things they did is uh, remove what's called the bezel, which is a frame around the screen. Most of us, uh, those of us who have no vision, uh, only knew it because it's a part of the screen that you touch that didn't activate anything. Those who have vision uh, know that there was this frame around the edge. And at the bottom and the top was a thicker part, and that's, of course, the bottom part was where the home button was housed. Well, uh, keeping with the trend that has been ongoing now for years in Android, Apple finally decided to also go bezel-less. And with the iPhone 10, they did this, but, of course, at the expense of things like the home button. There is no home button on the iPhone 10. And some people think, oh, no, what... How's that going to work? Um, how do I use How do I turn voiceover on and off and uh, toggle accessibility or, t- or do the app switch or all that fun stuff? Well, there are ways to do this with the iPhone 10. One thing you can say about Apple is that, that they don't leave us in the dust. Once they made an accessible phone, they've continued to do it, and uh, the iPhone 10 is no exception. In fact, in some ways, they've even leveled the playing field even more because the gesture that replaces the home button that we do is very much the same gesture that sighted people use. So we don't have to do extra taps or extra fingers. Um, now to effectively uh, do the home button, you're going to put your finger at the bottom of the screen and slide up about halfway. And you'll feel a little haptic tap when you get about halfway. If you continue past that tap uh, swiping up, that's going to bring up the app switcher. So these things are very still accessible. And it's the same gesture now. So now when you're helping a sighted friend do their phone, you don't have to think for a second, oh, wait, is it one finger or two fingers? Now you just say swipe up from the bottom. It's the same gesture. Same thing from the top to bring down notification center. You, you start to swipe down from the top. And then if you keep on going past that little haptic uh, tap that you feel, that'll uh, open up um, the control center. So now some of you are wondering, okay, that's all fine and good, but how do I do Siri? Siri needs a home button, doesn't she? No. Uh, the button that used to be the, the power button or the sleep-wake button is now what they call the side button. And now you press and hold it to talk to Siri. And then um, to turn the phone on or off, you press the, the, the power the, uh, side button along with either one of the volume up or down. And that's going to take you to a screen where you can do several things. Uh, shut the phone down and also call 911. So you got to be careful when you play on that screen. <laughs> but it, it, it is definitely usable. They've really made it so that we can do everything we still used to be able to do with a home button but without one. So you don't have to worry about that. If, if you want to be on the cutting edge and, 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 and go with the future design, you don't have to worry that as a blind person you're going to not be able to do it. Apple took care to make sure that we are still not left out, that we're still on parity with the rest of all their customers who walk into an Apple store and buy the same device that everybody else buys. Now, along with uh, the uh, iPhone 10 and 8, they also released iOS 11. Yes. So any, anybody uh, still not updated to iOS 11? Yeah, well, no, actually, they, they've, they, the first version of it had some issues, but they've released 11.1 now that fixed a lot of those issues. 
And I got to say that um, they've added some accessibility things to iOS, as they usually do when they do a major update. But a few that stand out to me as being really useful are things like Smart Invert for low vision users. Remember how before when you inverted colors, you can invert what was on the screen, but now with Smart Invert, uh, it won't change the picture so they won't look like (laughs) x-rays. So that's really cool. But my favorite feature that they've added in iOS 11 is that when you're on Facebook and you know how somebody posts pictures, uh, with focus on that picture, if you tap once with three fingers, it will give you a description of that picture. And what's especially handy, you know how you get those people who post pictures with text in it? And Facebook will say, picture possible text, but it doesn't tell you what it is. Well iOS 11, yeah, memes too. I've actually uh, been able to read memes with this. Now, it's not perfect. It's a work in progress. But i got to tell you, it's been really neat now that uh, whenever somebody posts one of those, I've been able to read some of the text in there and get an idea. Yeah. So now we're even more included. So don't be afraid of iOS 11. Don't be afraid of the new iPhone 10. Um, They're very usable. But if you like the traditional look and feel of the older design, the iPhone 8's a great way to go as well. So thank you all for coming. And if you have any questions about any phone stuff, I'll be sitting up front here after the presentation. Well, our next speaker is a, a gentleman that I'm so glad to know. And I've, I've known Don for about three years. But this is a man who has really contributed so much to the low vision population. He has sat on boards. He has provided so much support and his knowledge to help all of these organizations. And so at this time, I'd like to introduce Mr. Don Winfrey, who's going to talk about the Apple Watch. Don? So Robert talked about tools. Um, I have uh, lousy vision, so I have Stargardt's disease. Anybody in here have a Stargardt's? Give a shout-out. Nobody. Stargardt's. Stargardt's. It's a, it's a form of macular degeneration. So my vision is about 2,300 on a really good day with good light. And uh, so, you know, I'm partially sighted. So I have decent peripheral vision. So I rely on tools. As Robert mentioned, I brought tool, two tools up here with me. So you're going to get a chance to watch me work here. Uh, the way I go through life, I have in my left hand an iPhone 6 Plus. And in my right hand, I have a 10-power magnifier. And on my screen, I have my outline for my talk. So I'm going to go down my outline with my viewer like this, and I'm going to look at it. And so my goal today is to teach you a little bit about the Apple Watch. I have uh, had two Apple Watches. I just picked up Series 3 this week and have connected it to cell service with T-Mobile. And I love the Apple Watch. Why do I love the Apple Watch? Well, first of all, I can see it. <laughs> when I go like this, I can see that. I can read it. I don't need to hold this lens up like I would with an old Casio watch or a hands watch or whatever. So it, it really is good for me. I can see the darn thing. Uh, Number two, it's got the haptic sense to it. Um, Julian, I think, was referring to the haptic sense, or maybe it was Robert. But, you know, I'm sure most of you are aware of what that means. You you get a a touch uh, on on your wrist. So 
when I'm out there walking, let's say, in a, in a busy area, uh, and I'm looking for directions, I get a haptic touch, you know, turn left here. Uh, so I don't have to hear it. As you age, you know, your senses go south, your vision goes south, your hearing goes south, but, you know, when you can pick up the addition of a, of a sense with haptic touch, it's really, I think, an added benefit. So, and this is sweet because it's right here. I don't have to pull a phone out. I don't, you know, I don't have to dig for it in my pack. So I, I like that. Another thing I really like about this, the, the um, Apple Watch is the heart rate monitor um, and the whole aspect of health within the Apple system. Um, pay attention to your heart, and I can speak from experience on that. Um, you know, learning about your heart and your heart rate, for example, is incredibly important. And I've tested other heart rate monitors, and this one is really good. The, the latest series has gotten even better. Um, Oh, by the way, I'm going to set. I'm going to use Siri before I get into the heart rate. I'm going to I'm going to demonstrate um, Siri on here. Hopefully, you can hear it all right. Hey Siri, please set a timer for seven minutes. Seven minutes and counting. Thank you, Siri. You are so great for me. Thank you. <laughs> I like Siri. I use Siri a lot. So I've got this timer set for seven minutes. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, by the way, Siri, tell me what the weather is in Chicago today. Here's the weather for Chicago, Illinois today. Siri, please tell me what the temperature in Chicago is. For today in Chicago Ridge, Illinois will be 39 degrees, and the low will be 26 degrees. That's good right here, right? <laughs> uh, so now let me refer to my outline, see that I what I haven't covered yet. Okay, Apple Pay. Who in here uses Apple Pay? Yeah. I love Apple Pay. I learned about Apple Pay two years ago from a blind friend of mine. We were getting some coffee at Starbucks, and he said, watch this, Don. So he goes over and puts his wrist with his watch right on the monitor. Boom, the coffee's paid for. Um, you know, no money, no currency, no signing, no virus transfers, all that kind of stuff. It was fantastic. So my wife, Ginger, who's in the second row, and I, we use Apple Pay all the time on our watches at places like Trader Joe's. Um, well, there are many, many stores, Macy's, that, that, that take Apple Pay. It's great. It's the future of digital money is the future of, of commerce. So give it a try. I mean, you can use Apple Pay on your phone, too. And by the way, the Apple Watch is not a necessity. It's just a nicety. Um, so, you know, if you like the Apple world and, and you want to give this a shot, it's good to get on the learning curve. All the health aspects um, are, are coming down the road. For example, I heard Leo talking the other day, Julian, about um, um, the combination of the heart rate monitor and various apps and so forth on your phone that will um, improve health. For example, they're build, developing algorithms that can predict the probability of, um, let's say, blood pressure problems based on what's happening with your 
heart rate in, connect, in conjunction with uh, other things on your phone. They can also monitor your sleep and, and tell you what your probability might be for having sleep apnea just by studying you as a person and having things like this and like this around you. So the health part of the Apple world is incredibly important. Emergencies, emergencies. This is great. I heard this story, too, on the other day on, on uh, MacBreak Weekly, Julian. Um, there was a guy, maybe you've heard the story, but he was kite surfing over off the Ventura coast. And this guy is not too bright. So he's, he's got a new Apple Watch with the cell service on it, and he has an accident. So he's in the water. He just happens to fall in the middle of a shark nursery. <laughs> so... He, he, he called, first thing he does is he calls his kids, I think are smarter than he is, and he says, oh, hey, hey I'm going to be delayed. And they say, okay, love you, Dad. And so they, they figure out maybe Dad's got a problem. So they call him back, and they say, what happened, Dad? And he says, well, I'm in the water, and I'm a mile off coast, and there are a bunch of sharks swimming around me. So then they call the Harbor Patrol, smart kids. And the Harbor Patrol comes to get him, and he's, again, got his Apple Watch on, which is waterproof, and he's got cell service. So he calls the Harbor Patrol, and he goes, I'm over here, I'm over here, come get me. And they rescue this guy. Now, one of the commentators on MacBreak Weekly was saying, this is probably not too good for the gene pool, because this guy is, is getting a free pass from Darwin. <laughs> if you get my drift there. <laughs> All right, so well, that's not my timer, but I'm waiting for um, my Siri timer to come on. Well, anyway, um, I've covered most of the things that I wanted to cover, and uh, I want to say that I'm really happy to be here with you all, and uh, I'm honored to be up here with people like Dr. Bill and Julian, whom I really admire, and uh Please come back to the Braille Institute. Um, we love helping you. Uh, we, want to, we want to see you more often and tell your friends. And um, thank you. Thank you, Don. That's great. Okay. Now, our next speaker is also one of our gold sponsors. And I attended his workshop this morning, and I really wish all of you could have attended this because it was truly, truly fantastic. Now, the speaker that I'm talking about is Mr. Bob Sweetman. And, and Bob is the co-owner of Sweetman Systems, and he is going to be talking to us about one of the latest devices that they have and I'm going to buy one of these, too. Okay? Bob? Hi, I'm Bob Sweetman, and uh, what I'm here to talk about this morning is the um, Victor Reader Trek. And uh, if you've used the Victor Reader Stream, it is very, very similar. It's um, about the same footprint as far as the, uh, the area it covers, but it's a little bit thicker. And what it includes now is not only the ability to read, uh, do recordings, which are really very good. They've, they've got a much stronger microphone. So um, it can do recordings. You can play NLS books. You can play 
Bookshare books, download them and play them directly uh, you know, uh, um, using Wi-Fi. You can download them. And uh, also newspapers from NFB Newsline. But now orientation is a feature of the Victor Reader Trek. So when you press the online button in the, in the middle on the top of the machine, it switches from offline bookshelves to online bookshelves to uh, orientation mode. And it, the orientation mode, if you've used a Victor Reader stream before, is really quick to pick up. For example, um, what does the five key do on a Victor Reader stream? It's the where am I key. So in orientation mode, it tells you where you are. What does the bookmark key do? It makes a bookmark. So if you press the bookmark key or the record button, it will uh, save a landmark. Uh, and you can save landmarks anywhere that you want, in an open area or on a street. It doesn't matter. The go-to button uh, is your, your, uh, shows all of your landmarks, and I have a little demonstration I've recorded of that uh, if, we, um, if I can get this to work. So uh, the orientation, I mean, the landmark button is very handy. I will do that little demonstration right now. Welcome to Victor Reader. Offline bookshelves. Notes. One. Note. What I've done is I've put the a jam box hooked up to it next to the microphone, so I'm going to press play on this note, which, by the way, was uh, recorded on the um, Victor Reader stream, and actually I used the Bluetooth feature to uh, send the, re uh, send the vo sound to my uh, jam box, so it should come out pretty good. Since I knew that we would be working inside this morning, I made a quick recording to show you what the Victor Reader track sounds like when you are outside. So I'm going to press the Where Am I button, that's the 5 key, and it will give my current location. Heading southwest, near 14242 Gain Street. Next intersection in 78 feet, three ways. Gain Street crossing Dorrington Avenue. So it gave a very complete description of, of my current location and the next intersection. Now I'm going to hold down the Where Am I button so that I can get more information about the surrounding area. What's around? Two items. Expert team movers. Company. 14137 Gain Street. On your right, 785 feet. Now I'm going to press the right arrow key. Home. And that's my Gain home. Street, 71 feet. I'll press the, next, the right arrow again. Extended search. And I'm going to press the pound key on extended search. Select a category. 11 items. Landmarks. And I'm going to press the right arrow key to see what's around. Transportation. Food. Banking. I'll go back to food. Food. And I'll press the pound key. Searching. 50 items. Aldatina Drive and Dairy. Restaurant. 9308 Gurlow Avenue. 0 0.4 miles. Now I will press the right arrow. Sabra, Mexico. Restaurant, 9501 Van Nuys Boulevard, 0.4 miles. 
right arrow again. Chonatai Restaurant. Restaurant. 9342 Nagel Avenue. 0.4 miles. Cane Donuts. Restaurant. 9722 1 half Woodman Avenue. 0.4 miles. Now, I like donuts, so I'm going to press the pound key. Press confirm to start instructions. Press and hold if in vehicle. Now, if I... Warning, turn instructions to a landmark may guide you through unfamiliar paths. I'll press the pound key. Pedestrian guidance to Cane Donuts. Please head southwest towards Gain Street Crossing Dorrington Avenue. Three-way intersection, Gain Street Crossing Dorrington Avenue. Turn right on Dorrington Avenue. So Next instruction in 288 feet. I'll press the right arrow. In 81 feet, turn right on Dorrington Avenue. Right arrow again. In 360 feet, go straight on Dorrington Avenue. In 271 feet, go straight on Dorrington Avenue. In 268 feet, turn left on Pierce Street. On door, in 143 feet, turn right on street with no name. In 0.2 miles, turn right on Woodman Avenue. In 483 feet, destination on your right. Now, it took me down the alley to Woodman. If I don't want to walk down the alley, I could walk over to Woodman and just walk down it or preview the route with a friend or an O&M instructor and record the route in advance, and, and then I would always have the route that I want. But it gave me a good route to start with. The next thing I would like to show is how you can store landmarks in the uh, Victor Trek. And um, the landmarks, uh, most of my landmarks when I'm traveling, I put in using the keypad because it's, it's very easy using the keypad. If you're familiar with the keypad on the Victor Rita Stream, then the keypad on the Victor Rita Track is very quick to learn. So anyway... Um, uh, you can easily put in the landmarks, and I won't go through all of this because we're running short of time, uh, but uh, you can uh, put in the landmarks, and then uh, if you want, you can dictate them because when you enter the addresses, the landmarks, it's addresses, um, it just gives you the address, but you can rename your landmarks later and then use those landmarks. So um, um, that, you know, that really is a very helpful uh, it's very, very helpful. The reason you might want the Victor Reader Stream, uh, Victor Reader Trek, is because um, if you're using your cell phone for a lot of other things, that and you add GPS at the same time, it drains your battery very rapidly. So this gives you the ability to have um, GPS information available and use your cell phone. Um, I usually put my addresses in ahead of time and then. Uh, have a route computed to that address. So this is definitely something you, you would want to check out and feel free to come by our booth and check it out. But the Bluetooth works very well, uh, and that's what I, was, what I was using when I was doing the recording. So thank you very much, and um, look, look forward to seeing you at the booth. Thank you. Okay, another sponsor who is a gold sponsor who's been very, very supportive 
is Humanware, and uh, they have sent uh, a friend of mine that I've known for many years, Kevin Hughes. He's traveled a long ways to be here. And Kevin, if you could please come up and tell us a little bit about what's new and other products you're developing there with Humanware. Thanks, Dr. Bill. Thanks, everybody. I uh, got most of this out in the session this morning, and uh, this was a little unprompt for me. I wasn't really prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, no, we're good. Bob did an excellent job there on the Victor on the Victor Reader Trek. In terms of some other new technologies, I do have up here on the table. I literally, before I left for the airport, this new product arrived. Um, it's called the Brilliant 14, and um, it's been something that we 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 previewed at the summer conference shows and ran into a little couple of little snags with the Braille translation tables, but it's all done. It's complete. It's looking great. Uh, the Brilliant 14, uh, something unique about the Brilliant 14 is that in addition to pairing very quickly with your, with your smartphones, uh, it has a, a, a low energy Bluetooth chip, so it's a very reliable, fast connection. But in addition to that, it does have a note taking feature on it. So when you, when you go into a meeting, you can uh, quickly flip the switch on the, on the back of the Brilliant 14 and go into a little notes folder. Um, give it one command, go into, go in there and do all the notes you need to do. And what we have is on your smartphones, uh, from the Play Store or from the Apple Store, you download a utility called Brilliant Sync. And what that utility does is that it pairs up with the notes. And so you're going to be synchronizing those notes over to the notes folders on your phone or it, it can be accessible on your computer or tablet. Because what you're doing is you're just establishing either an iCloud account or a Gmail account, and those notes will go directly into those folders for you to preview later. So that's something a little different than, than what's out there right now, so we're, we, are, we are excited about that. Uh, we were able to keep the price under $1,000, so $995 for the Brilliant 14. Uh, by $5, so we did good there. Uh, we expect to begin shipping these devices at the end of this month or the beginning of September. And we do have plenty of those in stock, and I know that Bob and Sue will be happy to talk to you more about that. Um, and then finally, I did, I did, some, um, did some talk this morning about the Braille Note Touch in the session. Uh, for students, we have a very exciting math application that we've announced uh, that's released now on all Braille Note Touches for free. It's something called Key Graphics. So uh, high-level math students... Or even just, you know, I've got a seventh grader and he's starting to do this graphing in his class. Uh, students in this application can create their own graphs uh, for visual preview for the teachers. So they're using their standard Nemeth input codes, but while they're using the BrailleNote application, they can create these graphs, they can plot them, they can visually uh, cr create a visual preview for the teacher, and then even more so, they can plug it into one of the new Romeo or Juliet embossers, and they can emboss out a tactile preview of that map instantaneously. So it's something we're very excited about. Um, look for more of these STEM-related activities with the BrailleNote because that's kind of the direction we want to take the product. Uh, to, to basically provide more opportunities in these fields for blind people to succeed in. So, um, again, thank you very much for, uh, for having us out today. Thank you, Dr. Bill. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you. 
Uh, at this time, I'd like to introduce a woman who I know really worked hard to get here this morning, and the bus just stopped, you know? Uh, Shirley Young, she is a client of Mr. John Wolf and iTech Low Vision, and she's going to talk to us about how her new CCTV from Optelect has helped her. I'd also like to remind all of you that uh, later this year or maybe early in January, you may be receiving a notice about the Samuel Janinsky Memorial Award. And that is on behalf of the late Samuel Janinsky who invented the CCTV. So the Council of Citizens with Low Vision, uh, they get companies to donate these types of CCTVs and they award them to people who are in need. So uh, I think that this presentation by Shirley is going to be very, very helpful. And then we'll have Juanita Herrera talk to us about what's new. Okay, Shirley? Hi, my name is Cheryl. Um, I lost most of my vision I had some kind of bacteria in my eyes, and I ended up having a transplant from March 2016 in the middle of there until the last one I had is 2017. So all my life I've been reading and reading and reading. And from a kid, my mom used to tell me I would be sitting in the bathroom and fell asleep with a snuck a book in the tub or whatever, just an avid reader. <laughs> so... Um, it was just the most depressing thing that I couldn't I couldn't read. I could literally read a, a good book, um, three over 300 pages a day, and I went from that to not even being able to read my mail. So it was just gave away all my books. Just super duper depressed. And then I received my machine last Friday, and the machine is is it's um, my space is limited, so it's. It's not heavy. You can move it around. Um, it's just not a big old clunky thing. It doesn't have a back to it. It's just like the bottom, and then it has the screen. And so, you know, I worried about um, being able to use it. And, you know, my kids, from time to time, I catch them calling me slow. I hear them, but they don't, I don't say nothing. But, you know, they tell, call me, oh, mama, slow. But so the machine is so easy to use. When you look at it, I'm looking like, uh but um, it's, when, I, when I turn it on, I mean, it's, it's just so simple to use, but it has so many features on it. So you turn the machine on, and it's touchscreen. I mean, it's just, it went, the, that, I mean, it's just so many things I'm learning. I'm just excited even talking about it. So when you, you turn it on, you put it, it'll tell you to put it on the, like the middle of the, I call it the, everything, the thing. But you put the paper on the border and you can, it'll tell you to tap the screen. It'll take a picture of your document. And so from there, I went to speech. And um, I mean, it's just, I don't even know what to say. I'm in the background, because I'm very, very sensitive light. That's why I just cap on super sensitive light. But it has all the different backgrounds, whatever background you prefer. It has, when you go to the speech, it has, if, if like my eyes get really tired really quick, so it has a speech on there, and and I can listen to it talk to me, and it's different speeds. And um, 
It has a microphone on it where you can save the document. Like if you have a dentist appointment or a dentist letter or whatever, you can date it. It'll give you a few seconds to, like, put whatever you need to to put in there so you'll remember it and you can go back to it. If it's more than one page, you can go from one to two to three to four. I can't even remember everything. It's just, I'm just learning everything so fast. But my absolute fave, my daughter calls me to check on me. She asked me what I'm doing. I told her, oh, it has different languages, Spanish, French, Dutch. I can't remember the other my daughter. So I put this, I was so excited. I put this piece of paper on there and I turned it to French. My daughter calls me to check on me. Mom, you stand out of trouble? Of course not. And so she says, well, what are you doing? I said, I have this French man I'm laying down while this French man is reading to me. She just busts up laughing like, Mom, ain't no man over there. I know that's that CCTV machine. But I'm just so happy and this is just the best present ever. And I'm just so happy that I can read again. Thank you, guys. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, Dr. Bill just wanted me to just think of anything else I can add. Um, I think Shirley did a great job of just summing up how simple and easy that system is. It's, it's the Clearview C speech. Um, I've done low vision for a long time, and I, I think what she said really is a good crystal thinking in our minds why people love it. It's very advanced technology, but it's very, very simple and easy to use. Most of the people I work with, Shirley's a lot younger than most of my people, but most of them are seniors, 82 to 88 years old, and it has just one master dial. So if I'm just in doing regular visual reading, I just have one dial. I simply turn the dial up or down for size, or tap the middle of that same dial to have different color combinations. Uh, it also has a wide-angle lens. So most of the CCTVs over the years, you can see a smaller segment of your document, that, but on this system, they built in a wide-angle lens. So I can see almost 70% of the whole documents if I want to easily maneuver around what I'm looking at. Also has a tracking guide. So if I put the water bill down, I can see the water bill, but I'm not sure where I'm reading on the water bill. So I can tap this tracking guide. It shows me two things. Number one, it shows me where I am on the document. Then number two, it helps me guide, for instance, up to the top right corner of the page to see when is that water bill due. The speech, it's really... You know what's interesting is only about 15% of the people need speech because most people, they have the visual cue to read without speech. So only 15% need speech, but probably about 85% of the people like Shirley, they get the speech because I can read easier, I can read faster, and I have less eye fatigue. Um, has about 25 different languages, also has about 25 different voices. It's touch screen. So let's say if I'm looking at a full document, on that 8.5 by 11 document, let's say there's three articles. Let's say I've already read the first article this morning, and I turn it on, take a new picture. Because it's touch screen, I can simply tap that second article, and it'll start reading on the first word of the first line on that second article. I don't have to wait for it to read, 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 read. It's touchscreen. I simply tap the second article. It starts reading at the first word automatically all by itself. So it's very, very smart technology, but really user-friendly. So anyways, but if you have any other questions, uh, I I'm in the back. So, Thank you. Our next speaker is another friend of mine. I've known her for a very, very long time, and she's going to talk to us about a new Braille display. And we have Juanita Herrera. 
Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Juanita, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I am a member of the National Federation of the Blind, San Fernando Valley Chapter. <laughs> and I'm also an assistive technology trainer with AT Cratter & Company. We're here. Um, as you're facing the room, we are on your left side. So if you want to come by and say hello, we are there. Um, so today I'm here to talk about the Braille Sense Polaris. It is one of the newest Braille note-taking devices. Um, and the reason why I want to talk, well, I'll, I'll give you a lot of the reasons why I want to talk about it. But it is, um, in my opinion, one of the greatest um, note-taking devices uh, to date. I have been a Braille user since I was three years old, so over 20 years. Um, and I have been using Braille devices um, for 20 years, so I've been using note takers for 20 years. So um, the, the newest Braille Sense Polaris is very sleek and it's small. Um, it comes in a rigid plastic case um, with a magnetic closure. Both the device and the case feel sturdy without being too bulky. So, um, you know, I've always, I travel with a lot of technology and, um, I, I've always looked at things that are not too big and bulky. Um, I try to pack light even though I don't always manage to do that. Um, the device contains three gigs of RAM, a 64 bit processor. Um, it also contains a 13 megapixel camera. Um, some, some of the software specifications, the BrailleSense Polaris contains all of the great features of the BrailleSense YouTube. For those of you who um, have had the opportunity to use the BrailleSense YouTube, um, except the BrailleSense Polaris is integrated with Android. This means that whenever there's an Android update available, um, you are able to update the device. Um, it currently is running Android Lollipop, uh, but when there, they will be updating the software, the OS, um, with time. Um, the BrailleSense Polaris has the ability to run Android apps and all of the Google Suite apps. It is um, very popular in the education field. Um, I am a student as well, so I, um, I enjoy using this device for school. You are able to create PowerPoints. So as a blind person, it's very difficult to create a PowerPoint, let alone um, manipulate it when you are presenting. So a lot of times, what I used to do is have a Excited classmate come up to, with me and I'd kind of whisper to them <laughs> as I'm presenting and they'd whisper back to me to tell me what slide I'm on. So now I don't have to do that. I can, from the comfort of my braille display, I can read and um, switch the slides according to how I want, just like the rest of my sighted peers. Um, you're also, as I mentioned before, you are also able to download the Google apps such as Google Docs. Google Drive, Google Sheets, Google Slides, so on. Um, 
it also you are also able to um, read PDF documents here, which is a plus. I know Robert previously mentioned uh, not being able to read some of those DOR PDFs. Um, you would think they would know not to use PDFs. <laughs> but uh, with the Rural Sense Polaris, you're able to, to read those files, um, which is also a great bonus. Uh, a lot of professors also use a lot of PDFs, and a lot of textbooks, um, if you purchase e-text, come in PDF. So you're able to read that as well. Um, with the Burleson's Polaris, you're also, you also have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi connectivity. So you are able to connect your iPhone, your Android, your computer or tablet to your Burleson's Polaris and use it as a Braille display. Um, a few cool f other cool features that the Braille Sense Polaris has. Um, it has the capability to lock it down with a Kensington lock to a table. So if you're like at a big conference or um, at a place where there's other people that have the same device, they don't uh, get confused and walk off with the device. Um, this is the first time that it's been implemented into any note-taking device. Um, and then a really cool one that I really like is um, it has a find feature. So I can say, hey, Polaris, and it responds to me. It lets me know where it's at in the room. Um, so, yeah, like I can sometimes set it down and walk around and forget where I left it. And being blind, obviously, I can't just automatically say, oh, it's over there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy the, the feature to find it. Um, so everything that I have discussed today is why the BrailleSense Polaris is my preferred tech of the year. If you have any questions, I will be at the AT Crater table, um, and I do have the BrailleSense Polaris with me in case anybody wants to test it out and demo it. So. Stop by and say hi. Thank you. Thank you, Juanita. That was excellent, excellent. And hi, Andy. How are you? Oh, gosh. He's not here? <laughs> oh, do you need to get up here again, Robert? What? Do you need to be up here again? No, no, I just said it's one need to Oh, okay. All right. Uh, our next speaker is a very, very special young lady that I met this morning, and her name is Lisa, and she is here with the folks from Second Sight. So I don't know if it's going to be uh, Dr. Robert Greenberg or Duane, who's also going to be up here to talk about their company as they are also a gold sponsor. But, you know... I am so impressed with how fortunate we are today because there has never been a time ever in the history of mankind that it's better than today to be blind. And Lisa, she is one of the very few who has experienced going from blind to having vision again. And this is because of the device that is called the Argus II which is developed by Second Sight. 
So Lisa and Second Sight. Hi, um, my name's Lisa Kulik, and um, I had the Argus II implanted in the beginning of June of 2014, so I've um, been lucky to be able to experience it for almost three and a half years now, um, and it, it's definitely changed my life. Um, I know this morning Dr. Greenberg uh, explained a lot of what it does and the effects of it. Um, but firsthand, I can say um, it's, it is not your normal vision that you've had or had in the past. It's um, more of an artificial vision. Um, there's a lot of activity with when there's contrast. Um, flashing lights, and you can see silhouettes, um, no, no features. You can't see features or distinguish, even if it's a male or female possibly you're looking at. Um, but it, objects, if there's something in front of you, you can kind of see that there's something there. And um, when I use the cane and cross the street, um, the cane won't show you the, or let you feel the crosswalks, but the device does show you flashes when there's the lines against the asphalt um, from the white against the dark, so you know where the crosswalks are. Um, I, when I was sighted, I was into bowling, and I've tried it since I've had the device and was able to bowl with the contrast once again on the aisle um, and I almost the first time I knocked them all but except maybe two pins down um, so <laughs> um, yeah, like I said it has changed my life for the better and with all the upgrades in the software um, coming along it'll even be better down the road so um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> thank you. But, thank you. Thank you. So, thank you. And if anybody has any questions, um, I'll be at the second site booth. I know there was a lot of questions that weren't specifically answered that um, I could answer if you want. So, thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Dwayne Sutsui, uh, head of marketing uh, for uh, Second Sight. Um, I just wanted to uh, just say a couple of uh, words. First of all, um, I want to thank the uh, NFB for uh, giving us the opportunity to uh, exhibit here and give a workshop uh, on our uh, technology. Um, what the, the, the device that uh, Lisa speaks about uh, is the currently uh, uh, commercially available uh, Argus II uh, retinal prosthesis system. Uh, but for those of you who uh, did not attend the workshop uh, this morning, uh, Dr. Greenberg uh, spoke about a new 
device that we will be beginning uh, clinical trials on. The, the first uh, implant is scheduled for uh, next month uh, at UCLA, and it's for the Orion uh, cortical uh, processes. Um, just to kind of give you a quick uh, uh, description of the difference between the two, the Argus II uh, is indicated for patients who have lost all of their vision due to retinitis pigmentosa. The Orion is for everybody else. Uh, it is a cortical implant uh, that uh, has an array that is uh, uh, surgically implanted on the, to the surface of your visual cortex. So whether you lost your vision due to uh, trauma, uh, diabetic retinopathy, uh, detached retinas, glaucoma, diabetes, as long as you had at some point in your life functional vision, um, the Orion could give you uh, some functional vision, uh, albeit low vision, but enough to be able to see uh, objects in front of you, people walking by, uh, lines in the crosswalk, door, edges of doors and windows, and, and things like that. So um, just to clarify the, the difference uh, between the two, so if any of you are uh, interested in uh, being a potential uh, uh, clinical uh, trial participant, um, we've got cards um, at our booth that you can pick up and call our customer service. Uh, we'll, we'll be sure to take all your information uh, down and uh, as we are looking for uh, clinical trial uh, uh, subjects, uh, we will reach out to you and uh, uh, see if you might be uh, interested in the, uh, in the technology. Um, so again, I want to thank the NFB for giving us the opportunity uh, to, uh, uh, to present um, uh, at this conference. Well, our last speaker is a person that I'm really very, very excited to meet and to hear. And she is going to talk about the eSight. And the eSight is a very, very popular, very exciting device that is really helping many people with low vision to see. So without any further ado, Ms. Pia Simone. Pia? Okay. Hi, good Hi. to meet you. Good to meet you. Do you want to hold the mic? Or sure, it there? I got it. Yeah. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for allowing me to come in and chat about uh, myself and my experience with eSight. Um, a little bit about me. I was born with um, albinism, and I have been legally blind since birth. And I've dealt with it, you know, if accommodated if large screens, um, had note-takers in school, um, and I got by. Um, but my sister uh, came to me a few years ago and said, there's this really great technology called eSight. You really need to try it. I thought, mm, I don't know. I've gotten by. I'm 40 now. I, I can deal with it. And she said, no, no, you got to try it. I hummed and hawed, and we didn't talk about it until last year. And she said to me, Pia, you need to go and try eSight. I just chatted with someone about it. It's, it's going to change your life. And boy, was she right. So I went in to uh, Toronto, where I live, and to, our Toronto to the Toronto office, and I had a demonstration. And to give you a perspective, without eSight, I can read the large E on the E chart and the I chart, and maybe a few letters below that. With eSight, I can read the E and everything right down to the bottom. And it blew me away. Yeah. And from that moment forward, eSight has changed my life, not just by letting me get by, but it has let me live. Now, 
I am coming from Toronto. I don't travel. I was scared to travel prior because I just really couldn't see things well. And asking people, busy airports, I'm very sensitive to light. Eastside allowed me to travel here on my own, no problem. Taking a cab, and after this afternoon, I have some time, and I'm going to the Walk of Fame to look at Hollywood stars. So uh, what Eastside has is, is been able to do is give me confidence. Um, in my workplace, it was very important for Eastside to accommodate me as well. I work in an office setting. Um, I have to be functional on the computer. Eastside has the capability of attaching to my laptop through HDMI feed, and I don't use a monitor. I use Eastside. Eastside is my monitor. I have a keyboard I type with. I touch type. Nothing I would never have done prior to Eastside. Um, Eastside allows me to be so mobile in the sense that because the visor in itself is uh, adjustable, and I can set this to be so f free and mobile. It's connected to a remote here with an uh, external battery for extended battery life, but I can slip this into my pocket, attach it to my belt, in my purse, and away I go and do what I need to do. Um, I can attach through to my phone, so I can attach the HDMI feed, uh, cable to my phone. I can look through my, my phone, um, watch TV with it. Um, when my husband is watching something I don't like, I will put Netflix on my laptop and watch Netflix on my eSight. Um, I play music on my eSight. There are speakers and uh, music will come through. Um, there's an OCR uh, capability. So if I, this morning, was actually reading an email and uh, just writing down some, just I had typed out and printed out some notes for today, and I um, was looking at it, and I simply took a picture, and Eastside read it back to me, and I read word for word. Um, and, and it's just a technology that is not something that will just get me by, but it will allow me to do, and so much more comfortably. Um, I can be in my workstation, be functional, um, and I can pick up and leave that workstation and go into a meeting. I can capture and take photos of a presentation if I want to keep something pulled away. If I am in class and taking a, a course, I can be a functional part of that class and look at the presentation that's happening um, and not have to worry about getting you know, someone to take notes for me or get PDF advanced copies of notes or anything. I am that functional member. And that's all because Eastside has allowed me to do that and, and give me that ability to do that. So um, Eastside is just, it's game changing. You know, it, it's, it's a, a term that I've, uh, people have said to me, it's game changing for you, and it absolutely has been. Um, and it's a technology that um, just keeps getting better and better, and um, it allows me to look out in the audience and recognize faces. Um, it allows me to control, because of a lot of the bright lighting in here, I have the capability of controlling how, how bright I'm seeing things. So I can control the shading. I can control uh, color contrast to make things easier on my, on my eyes. I can control um, sharpness, focus. I have the autofocus on right now, but when I'm out later on, I'm going to switch it to manual focus so I can adjust it to the way I need to. So all the different features that eSight has allows me to adjust it to the way I need to see and work with the functioning vision I have. And that's one of the amazing, that's one of the amazing features of eSight is it will work um, to the way your eyes needs to see it, whether you want to simply just read something or knit or go on, on the computer, watch Netflix, um, or take it to travel with you into an airport where I'll be this evening in LAX and um, be able to find my flight home, um, look at the, um, 
the schedule and be able to read that on my own without having to tap someone on the shoulder and say, hey, do you know when this flight goes or can you tell me where? Because I can do that on my own. I can go into Starbucks later and read off the menu and order something on my own and recognize, um, you know, money a lot easier and coinage a lot easier where um, I'm not bringing it very close to my face. I can hold it back at a hand's uh, with the way and just clearly see it to the way I need to and function the way I need to. And that's what Eastside has been able to do and what it's been able to help me with. So um, it's a fantastic technology, and if anyone has any questions about it, um, I would love to um, answer those for you. I think that's it. I mean, isn't that amazing? Let's give Pia a round of applause again. I mean... She came all the way from Canada to speak to you. I mean, that is really amazing.